Do you remember the lists that you... Well, yeah, I had to have your lap blackboard and your piece of chalk. <laughs> and your your uh, your inkwell and yeah, your feather. That's, that's right, feather pen, <laughs> quill pen, yeah. Welcome to the 20-Minute Podcast, a ministry of King of Kings Lutheran Church. We are a caring community reaching in friendship with Christ. Follow us on social media at King of Kings CR or visit us on the web at www.kingofkingscr.org. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 20 Minute Podcast. I am Tony Dixon, and I am sitting here with Pastor Rich Balvans. Hello, Pastor Rich. Hi, hi Tony. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing very well. And looking forward to all of the new things that are going to be going on this fall, hopefully as kids get back to school. My summer has been busier, I think, than I can remember a summer before. So I'm ready for things to go back to the way they normally or should be. We hope that things might be, right? Yeah. We're, we're hoping to get into this routine of some sort. Yeah. Kids go back to school and you know, they grab their backpacks and either hop in the car or hop on the bus or head down the sidewalk and go to school. And dads and moms kind of breathe a sigh of relief, hopefully. And we kind of start doing all our routine things again. Yep. And hopefully there are ways that that can be done safely. And one of the big things I know that we are working on at our house as we prepare for school, whatever that might look sure. like, is the dreaded school supply list. The supply, <laughs> I noticed week, several <laughs> weeks ago in the, uh, one of the department stores, they had their back-to-school supplies out already. You know, They drag them all up in the front of the store so you can't miss them. And, this was back in April? or Well, no, it wasn't quite that soon, but it seems like it was quite a while ago. And you know what's interesting is, uh, of course, they have those lists that the parents can yeah. pull out and then go shopping for their students, depending on what school district they're in and then also what grade they're going into this fall and i found it kind of interesting looking at the fact that not all schools have the same shopping list for the same grade students yeah i guess you would kind of think it'd be somewhat standard right yeah you what could be that different yeah i mean crayons first grade is first grade pencils markers So, so i actually i thought it would be interesting today to take a look at two different school districts, which shall go nameless, Okay, uh, I think, at this point. And, and we're not saying that one's better than the other. One is not better They're than the other. They're just two different districts. They're right? just different. Yeah. Uh, and I uh, thought it would be interesting to compare them. And, you know, I'm going to go down the list of this one, okay. and you see how it compares to School B. I'll have okay. School A. All right, I got School you B here. You have School B. Okay. Uh, the uh, and, and we'll look at first grade. All right, first grade. Yeah, got it. Because you have a fir- you yeah. have a first grader in your family. Yeah, Elliot so. will be starting first grade. Yeah. So yes. this will also then I'll in the back of my mind I'll compare this to what his list is as well. Yeah, since yeah. I have that committed to memory. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So for first grade in school A, we have the requirement of a one inch three ring binder with a white clear view front. No. No, no binder. School B has no binder. Well, School A has... We've got vinyl pocket folders. Well, let's... uh, I've got folders here, but School A has four vinyl two-pocket plain folders with three prongs. No, I don't have those. How many folders do you require? 
Let's see. We need two vinyl pocket folders and a spiral notebook. But yeah, no um, no three-ring binders that you're talking about. Well, I need two spiral notebooks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I got uh, 24 sharpened pencils. Number two, 24-pack of Ticonderoga brand pencils. Ticonderoga brand pencils. Ticonderoga brand, which by happens the way, to be, by the way, yeah. the I had to check, happens to be the brand that I have in my own desk. But when I looked at it, I noticed that it is known as the Dixon Ticonderoga That's right. pencil. Not many people out there know that the Dixon Ticonderoga pencil is uh, in my family lineage. You know, I'm an heir to the fortune. <laughs> Every single pencil out there that's made, I get a fraction of a cent. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, not true. None no, of that's, that's true. But uh, no. I, uh, the Tony Dixon Ticonderoga number two but lead pencil. It was, you know, it was really cool to grow up and see my last name all over pencils, though. Yeah, every, yeah, that's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of pencils. That's a lot of pencils. So, is your last name on anything? No, my there? name oh. is not anything on the list here. That's okay. There's, um, well, let me see. What else do we need? We have uh, Crayola crayons. Uh huh. A 24 yeah. count box. Yep, that's right. We, Four I got that of those. Oh, four of them? That's what it says here. Four boxes? I just have one box of crayons. Well, this school A must go through a lot of crayons. And binders. And binders. Okay. Uh, a backpack without wheels. No, that's weird. Maybe that's they assume that you just put all this stuff in a backpack. I don't it, know. Maybe so. And then uh, one of the interesting things about school A is that they say that they welcome reused or recycled supplies. Ah, that's kind of interesting. There's nothing like that on here. Although there's nothing that says everything has to be new. Well, my question about this is they also require two boxes of Kleenex. Okay. And they also say they welcome reused and recycled supplies. So you're... So can you just go so, to the garbage can and <laughs> dig out... Uh, of course, your mind went there. <laughs> Re, reused... Re, you know, Kleenex. recycled Kleenexes. I think there are some of those things that maybe go without saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't even have brought that up then. Maybe not. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, that's probably most of them. Oh, then School A wants us to bring one pink eraser. Only one, huh? Just one. Well... You know, you have your four boxes of crayons at your school, but School yeah. B wants you to have two pink erasers. Oh, they must. They either and it does gray, say pink. Yeah, pink erasers. Yeah. And uh, so those students must be prone to more mistakes than in School A. <laughs> Maybe. You, they or, learn a lot more from their mistakes. Either that or their Dixon Ticonderoga <laughs> pencils are defective. That, that that's school. right. One or the <laughs> other. It's Not just, if it's got my name on it. It <laughs> does. No, okay. I thought it was just interesting how all those kids in those two schools are going to first grade, but what they're bringing with them to school and the supplies that they'll be using are a little bit different. Yeah. And yet we anticipate that regardless of what pencils they use, brand new or used, or crayons that were already broken or brand new, that they're all going to end up with the, the same education. Well, you'd kind of hope so, right? Yeah, I mean, well, you would think so. Whether you're using a pencil that has been utilized before or not, yeah, does that really make much of a difference? Well, yeah. Well, it caused me to, to recall, too, my own back-to-school preparations. Mm -hmm. And you were homeschooled, right? 
So did you have back-to-school shopping lists, or how did that work? No, not really. I mean, my mom would have all of the stuff that we needed, and it wasn't one of those things where we went out at a specific point in time and went shopping for new things. That We just kind of had things on hand all the time. Sure. And so when we were gearing up for the school year, uh, we would just go over to the bookshelves where we had all this stuff, and we'd use what we needed. But you get kind of resourceful when you don't have a whole classroom full of students you know, you might use scrap paper instead of a notebook or whatever mm-hmm. else. It doesn't really matter as much. Yeah, so the back-to-school supply sellers weren't uh, at all thrilled by No, it, yeah, probably so. not. <laughs> and so when we had kids of our own and started going through these lists of back-to-school shopping, of course, it was quite the shock for me to realize, man, they are oddly specific with some of their requests, like <laughs> pink erasers, for example. Pink. Yeah, no, no white erasers, just pink erasers. I guess not, yeah. And I, I have no idea why that is. So what about you? Do you remember the lists that you... Well, yeah, you had to have your lap blackboard and your piece of chalk. <laughs> and your your uh, your inkwell and yeah, your that's, feather. That's right. Feather pen, <laughs> quill pen. Yeah. All those things, you know, a new, a new bottle of ink. No, actually, the school supplies, when I think about it, were not much different than the lists we just looked at. This, this may seem weird... But um, Well, it's the perfect place to bring it up. This is the place to bring it up. Back in the day, we carried handkerchiefs. Okay. And I don't recall. You're you're going back to your reusable Kleenex now. I'm going back to the Kleenex. (laughs) But that was more of a a thing where you carried that with you as opposed to uh, having a lot of Kleenex boxes around. Now, I would hate to be a handkerchief salesman today because there, <laughs> there aren't many of those in use. You're uh, not even supposed to wear your mask more than once without either disposing yeah, of it or right. washing it. Or, <laughs> you know, so yeah. that was that was one thing. But most of these supplies, especially for the lower grades, are very similar. Uh, I think they used to supply us with glue. I don't remember ever having to take uh, glue sticks or even our own jar of glue. We had those big jars of school paste. The paste. The yeah. paste, you know, that had with, that. With like the, almost like the butter knife applicator yeah, type of thing. Right. You know? Yeah. And the, yeah. That, and oddly, the flavor was not all that much different either. <laughs> you know, it's, how much paste can you eat out of this jar and, and not get sick? Boy, that explains a lot. That does. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize paste had so many calories. <laughs> right. But uh, over the years, it adds up. And uh, but yeah, that was one of the things that we didn't have to bring. Plus, they used, I recall, in some cases for art projects, the equivalent of airplane glue. Oh. You know, that really sticky stuff oh, with, the, yeah. with the smell. Like rubber cement. Rubber cement, yeah. yeah. That was... Man, <laughs> I don't think they get that stuff close to a classroom No, I don't now. think so either. Not only from the uh, toxicity of it, but the, the flammability as well. It's, right. it's just not a one of those things that you want to have around in large quantities. But some of those things have changed, but the, the basic pencils, erasers... Uh, pencil box, that kind of stuff. It's pretty much all the same, I think. Yeah. Well, as you look at these two lists and then uh, both of our experiences, I want to go back to that question that you kind of brought up, which is you've got all of these different lists and expectations of school supplies and things. um, But really, when it comes down to it, when kids are finishing, you know, the first grade, for example, in this case, the hope, the goal is that they will meet certain standards. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, granted, every student's a little different and, and that sort of thing, but uh, but still, that's kind of the goal, right? The goal is Re- that... Regardless of what your 
the, that they yeah. learn what they're, uh, yeah. you know, what we are trying to teach. And I know there are different people have different feelings about methods. Mm-hmm. And I honestly could not describe to you today the method of teaching that is predominant within the schools because I'm so far away from it that sure. uh, in years from, from our kids being in there that I wouldn't even yeah, probably recognize it. I do know that methods of teaching mathematics and all those things have changed. But the whole point is that we want them to be able to function in society and as students as they move along in a reasonable way and a way that causes them to think and to grow and and to Mm -hmm. uh, challenge and be able to answer questions that they didn't know today that they had. Kind of that idea of equipping and um, building character and resilience as as you go through that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's not like we are unfamiliar with that here in the church environment either, because a lot of those same principles uh, apply to teaching the young people about Jesus mm-hmm. uh, and, and helping them to grow in their faith in him and to be able to answer questions down the road that they're confronted with about life that they don't know they have right now. Yeah. It's always interesting to me as I'm working with younger people and having discussions and doing Bible studies to hear the right answer. You know, (laughs) I'm doing, I'll do my air quotes again. And that's kind of what I thought about as you were describing and going through that is as a youth leader, as somebody who's working with these young people, I don't necessarily want them to know the right answer. I want them to think through it and uh, understand why they're saying it. Like with our school supply list, there are different methods and different ways of going about teaching a Bible study or preaching a sermon. But when it comes down to it, what's what's the important part behind that is, first and foremost, primarily, that our kids, that our congregation members would know the gospel, would know that, that Jesus loves them. Um, but then also, the why do I believe this? Mm-hmm. Why, why am I here on a Sunday? Why am I doing these things? And that that would then, um, I guess, guide and inform the other areas of their lives and that it wouldn't just be something like a school supply list where you're going down checking things off the list, but, but that you've put some, yeah. some thought into it. There are some events in the life of the early church that kind of point to some of the things you were just talking about. The disciples of Jesus it's always pointed out that they were not particularly learned men, although they were educated. They mm-hmm. were educated. In fact, everyone of that, at least men, yeah, uh, in that day were educated. Uh, I don't know where people get the idea that they weren't because they, they were. And taught various uh, things that they needed to know about the living in that day. Uh, it was interesting, though, in the very earliest days of the church, there was we find in, in Acts 4 uh, how the people saw how two in particular, Peter and John, were standing up. They were preaching, saying things. Um, they were known to not be formally theologically educated. Mm-hmm. But the people were surprised by how much they knew and how they were able to express that knowledge. And it describes the reason. It's because they had been with Jesus. Ah, And uh, it tells us that when we spend that similar type of time with him through his word, we become more like Peter and John and able to express ourselves, at least in regard to our faith, in ways that may be surprising to people. Sure. 
Paul, on the other hand, before he was converted by Christ himself and spent time with Jesus, he was known as a very learned person. Yeah. Highly educated, but in all the wrong stuff. Yeah. It, it kind of sounds as though, just like there are different ways of learning and learning styles now, like with kids, for example, mm-hmm. there were different ways of learning then too, right? There's knowledge and then there's useful knowledge. Yeah. You brought up Peter and John and how they were with Jesus. Mm-hmm. A big part of how they became so familiar and so understanding of what this stuff was that they were talking about is going through and being there with him, with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, a, oh, you know, uh, experiential learning. Right. You know, they're, yeah. they're yeah. going through that. And it's one thing to, to memorize something or to go through and commit things to memory or scriptures as back in those times, everybody, I mean, that's how the scripture was passed down from generation to generation, right? It was mm-hmm. just from memory, from it being taught. But in this case, right there, you've got these guys seeing this stuff play out in front of them and the best teacher of all, Jesus, you know. <laughs> yeah. And we've all had in our. Well, I, I won't say this of you because you were homeschooled. I, I don't want to say Take something. It easy. I don't want to say something <laughs> negative about your teacher. But we, we've all. We're had, going to have to turn off the mics here for a second. <laughs> we, but for for most of us, we've had teachers who were very capable. Yeah. And others who were less capable, and um, in, like in the case I just mentioned, Saul, who later was the apostle Paul. He had very capable teachers uh, in teaching him what to memorize, right? but they were not at all capable in teaching him how to apply what he had learned. And that's ah, what Jesus The application did. piece of yes. the whole thing, huh? That's what Jesus was capable of doing because he fully understood the meaning of the scripture and was able to reveal that uh, and not only what it meant, but how he figured into it himself as Savior, uh, the forgiver of sins, that made it all useful information. Yeah. And what turns knowledge into wisdom. Yeah. It's kind of uh, interesting how important that, like, final connection is. Yeah. And yet, in so many cases, it's missing still, you know, with a, with a lot of people. And I won't, I, w- I guess I won't exempt myself from that. There are th- times when I know things and I don't apply them in the way that I probably could or should. Or but that, teaching that, and when yeah. you're... And I find this in myself, too. You know, you get done leading a Bible class, and then you say, oh, why didn't, why didn't I say this? Right. You know, this would have made, why didn't I think of that? Why am I not the perfect teacher? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, <Well. laughs> and it probably partly is because I maybe didn't spend enough time yeah. in the Word studying that Word in preparation for teaching and applying what it means. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. That's it's self-convicting. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, my my clay feet are eroding here, really. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the whole idea of of this getting back to back to school and going back to where we we want to be to to gain in our faith and in our knowledge and our application of of the word. We just remember, you know, what Paul wrote to Timothy that Every piece of scripture that we have comes from God, and it's useful. It's mm. useful for teaching. It's useful for training. It's useful for guiding our lives and for educating in righteousness. Yeah. So, mm. you know, we just go back to that 
that word and keep using it and reading it and studying it and taking it to heart and applying it day after day. Yeah. So I suppose it's not really necessarily the pencils that you have. It's how you apply them, huh? That's right. That's right. Is that what we're getting to the bottom of here? That's right. It doesn't matter the pencil. It's, It's how you put it into use. If it's got that awesome Dixon Ticonderoga Dixon name on it. Dixon Ticonderoga, congratulations! <laughs> I, I see there. I learned something today. Uh, <laughs> Did just, you just about the pencil, the Dixon Ticonderoga? Well, that's great, uh, and we certainly are uh, thinking about and praying for all the families as the kids go back to school. Yeah. And this year, there's a lot more that goes along with a lot that. Of, a lot of decisions to be made by moms and dads that are very difficult and. Well, I tell you what, why don't we conclude by praying about that? Yeah, absolutely. Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you for the, the wonderful blessing of learning that you have given to us and all the, 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 the tools that you provided for us to gain knowledge. And then we also pray and thank you for your word that, that in particular takes knowledge and turns it into wisdom. Uh, wisdom in your son Jesus Christ and uh, and how we how we fit into this world who we are as your children your your loved people who have been redeemed through the death and resurrection of Jesus so we thank you that that you've done all these things for us and provided these wonderful tools and education and and the teachers and and everything that goes along with that and now as parents are making difficult decisions regarding their children and how they'll return to school in this pandemic period. Be with them and bless them and guide them so that they not feel guilty about the decisions they make, but uh, confirm in their hearts that they are doing your will for their children. Uh, We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, well, I haven't finished back-to-school shopping for my kids, so why don't you come with me and you help me find some pink erasers. Pink erasers. I know exactly where to look. Yeah!